0: Okay, uh here's a here's a easily googleable googleable question that I'm going to ask the podcast. Uh do you know if I should buy a specific type of coolant for the Jeep because it's just water right now?
1: Jeep. Mopar we I mean we use Mopar coolant work, but, but like green. You think so? I want to say Mopar coolant is blue or something. I think it's Oh, my gosh. I actually don't
2: remember. I think it's pink. It doesn't matter. 2003? Two. Yeah. Universal Gold or whatever. Yeah. Prestone, Universal Gold Coolant. And it, it 50 won't care. 50 with water at will be
1: it's, high. it's a it's a Jeep. It's an AMC four liter. It'll run on anything.
2: Just yeah, make especially sure especially the four liter, like one of yeah, the most fair. bulletproof just engines of definitely, all time. Definitely use distilled water. You could if you probably can. use yeah, motor I, oil for coolant, and it would be like, eh. I do need to change it
0: out because I definitely just used tap water at the time, but I've yeah. got a couple yeah, gallons of distilled around. So.
2: Yeah. Distilled water and universal. Cooler. Okay, that's fair. It'll be ice. That's fair.
0: I need I need to switch it out. I also probably need to change the transmission fluid. But yeah, do it um do it through the cooler
1: lines, not from like dropping the pan. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, like let it pump it out, and then add however much you just pumped out. Let it pump out some more. Keep filling until you get clean coming out the the pump. Can can you do like one
0: for one? Like
1: you could, yeah. Okay. Just like have the have the outlet into an empty bin and Uh the inlet into a a new bin, I think it'll suck up the new fluid that way. Pretty sure.
2: I thought you needed one of those machines.
1: No, but you can, you can do it that way. And, but you're adding pressure to the system that way. If you do it this way, you're letting the transmission pump its own fluid through and circulate the new fluid through it. And you're not adding pressure to the system that when you, People will say, like, you know, when you change automatic transmission fluid, you stir up all the bits and it ends up ruining your transmission. It's if you add pressure to the system like that, you blast all that stuff through there. If you let the transmission just do its own thing... Just suck up new fluid and exchange the old fluid, you're fine. I
2: I thought the whole deal was that if if you let it go so long, it would essentially, most of the friction material was now in the fluid. And if you fully flushed out all the old fluid like all the friction material that your clutches and bands have lost over like 10 years of neglecting your sure. automatic transmission is now gone and now you put fresh fluid in and it just doesn't make enough friction for those clutches and bands to bite and it just doesn't work.
1: Anymore. That may be true. I've also heard it where like if you if you do the like a BG machine where it's pressurizing flushing everything through it, all that material that's like settled into nooks and crannies gets flushed into like an important place mm-hmm. and can't clog stuff up I see um from personal experience on the forerunner right around 200,000 miles or 190,000 miles it started shuttering really bad in second and third gear um yeah like partial throttle third gear going uphill, it would it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did what I just described, where you let the transmission pump out a gallon, put a gallon in, pump out a gallon, put a gallon in until you've circulated all the way through and it's pumping out clean fluid again. Um, it took me like 12 quarts. It was a lot. Um, but you're exchanging all the fluid in the torque converter, in the transmission body itself, and through the the transmission yeah. cooler, you're exchanging all of it, not just dropping the pan and yeah, hoping yeah. for the best.
0: Yeah. Um, it's been perfect since. Might might have to do that. It's tedious, but it it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it, it'd be not much more work it, once I, you know, need to actually change those cooler lines that are nice and stretched now, or at least one of them is yeah. nice. And stretched. Yeah. They are two length. <laughs> <laughs> they are precisely Maybe two length.
2: Precut yeah. two length. You probably I, just
0: get some generic three
1: eighths hose or whatever. I'm sure I could. Yeah, I'm sure I could. Like two dollars a foot or yeah. whatever. Anywho, what are what's what's next? I know for for me, I have nothing signed up so far, but I'd like to do Road at, Road Atlanta in December. Is yeah, the goal. Road
2: Atlanta in December is a must um, because I've already convinced at least you to go. Um, so I can't. I can't not. Um, I here's what I want to do, and I don't have it planned yet. And part of the problem is that we're going on a trip with my in-laws to Scotland and Ireland for two weeks um, for the first half of August. So I have not really looked beyond that in my life. But that's fair. I want to plan one NASA event in September to test up to DE three. Okay. So that when i go to october fast at vir in october i can take my dad for a ride along fair that is the big goal okay is take take dad for a ride along at track speeds um when when dad and i went down to vir for fanatec gt world challenge just to hang out and spectate they did um what do you call them parade laps at lunch Uh, like paced you know highway speed laps on vir and actually that was a whole story in and of itself where by the time he got to my house that morning and we left like we were gonna get there too late to do it by like 15 minutes and i may or may not have made up that 15 minutes on 360 dear god by just just going a little fifteen miles an hour over the speed yeah. limit like basically the whole way yeah and watching the ETA click down click down click down a minute at a time mm-hmm. until we got there with just enough time to like get through the registration tickets show them our stuff get in go to the right place, walk up to the table where we were like we're here we're here in time like we signed up for. The car corral that came with these, like, and we were literally the last people to nice. make it in for the parade laps. Um, so it was a heck of a time. But anyway, I took them on parade laps on VIR, and I we had a Toyota Highlander either right in front of me or two cars in front of me just doing their best just (laughs) just doing their best to go 60 miles an hour through any of these turns and so you know they tell you like don't back off don't try to get a run like you know i'm trying to be respectful of the event but i did want my dad to feel like we're doing something a little bit of a vir you know like the g-forces and the turns and stuff and um so I I got to take him through a few little, and he was like, man, that felt impressive. And I was like, dad, brother, <laughs> dad, I love you. That is nothing like how I drive this track when it's a full hot lapping session. And he's like, I, I want to come with you. So, um. So that's the goal, is take Dad for a ride in October at VIR. Um, But I need to test up to DE3 before then, so I can take a passenger. And I need to get a seat bracket for the passenger side. I have a race seat. I have a harness, though now I swapped my driver's side harness to one that Tom Atkins had, which is actually in-date. And so the only other harnesses I own are like well out of date, which again, I know it doesn't matter for DE, but I kind of feel bad having an in-date harness on my side and an out-of-date. I don't know. I, I may just buy a new harness and put it on the driver's side and move the race quip that I have that's in-date over to the passenger side. I don't know, but I'll figure that out. Um, so that's really what I need to do. the only nasa event in september i have any interest in is roebling with nasa southeast again which is a long trip but it's late september
1: i I don't know for me like we just did the long trip to new jersey we're gonna do an even longer trip in december to road atlanta i
2: already did one trip to road atlanta and a trip to new jersey (sighs) so i mean just doing long trips to the track is i'm telling you though going south is not bad gosh to get to the track like going south for seven hours is less stressful or less semi-painful than Than going five to new jersey dude three actually almost six the traffic lights the slowing down the traffic The when you go down to georgia you literally get on like when you go to road atlanta you get on 85 and then for the most part you drive unobstructed without thinking and listen to podcasts first 7 hours like it just goes by i was talking to some other
0: friends about this just a couple days ago about driving specifically on a, on that bit of 85 and it's like i there are parts of 85 where i feel like i could take my hands off the wheel and take a nap and it would
2: be like totally fine yeah just about there's
0: just there's just
2: nothing there uh, from here to raleigh there's nothing from Raleigh to Charlotte. It's a little busy. Once you pass Charlotte, it is whatever desolate. The other four hours of getting to Atlanta is b- besides the fact that in South Carolina they have been doing road work, and it's like fifty-five work zone higher fines. Like you have to That's slow fine. down, but it's just it's just cruising it's just cruising it's really not bad. and honestly going to roebling is down 95 which is a little more busy but it's still not bad going really coming back bad. was misery from new jersey coming not just because we was,
1: retired but like we took a different route and we had to go through baltimore through
2: we dc came directly through dc on 395 which as soon as we did i felt guilty because i was in the lead at that point it was nobody should ever have to do this with a trailer with traffic i was so miserable
0: no matter what anybody's gps ever says i will always always take the inner loop 495 yeah Yeah.
2: i take take the inner loop around i don't because i don't know when I I don't when I when I, I, I don't come... know when we missed it. That's the thing. Like I know we were coming down 95 and I know we had to take a like stay in these lanes to be on 395 and mm-hmm. I know that area like semi well. I I just I don't know. Like at some point I was like, "Oh, oh, we're going directly through like it's already too late." Yeah. I don't know how I missed yeah. it. We just wound up on 395 and came like any time past, past the Pentagon, like past the Washington Monument. Any like I'm
0: coming Reagan. back from Baltimore area or whatever, and you turn the GPS on, it always wants you to get off and get on 295, the Balt, the Balt Wash Parkway, and that's the worst road in the country. Uh, so I'm not, I'm never doing Certainly that. Certainly
2: on the East Coast, <laughs> it's terrible. It I is hate bad.
0: it so much. Uh, it's pretty. That's about it.
2: Um. At, and, at five miles an hour yeah. behind everybody else oh my god it's so bad it's so bad the and world.
0: i always just stay on 95 and it's always faster every time it's faster and yeah. i'm like why why is the gps telling well, me to
2: get off 95 is like 390 like that's what we did yeah, yeah. i think which cuts like right through DC, oh no, and no, then out the other side.
0: I understand, but uh, like, but ba- like the ball—it wants you to get off 95 to get on the oh, ball yeah, wash yeah. to go down to 495, or yeah. even even to go two ninety five all the way into the city. But oh, yeah, yeah. I always just come down 95 and get on 495 and take the inner loop around yep. it. And then when I ignore the 295 thing, it always wants me to take the outer loop around the other side of the city, and I always take the inner loop, and it always saves time over the estimate. I don't
2: understand. Yeah, the outer loop is taking you west, which is all the way around, like, crossing 66 and through northern Virginia. Yeah,
0: but but that is the way that the GPS wants me to go every single time, and every single time I do better on the inner on, on the inner loop yeah every time every time
2: it's what we should have done i i felt bad for being in the lead and just following the gps and guiding guiding jordan directly through that
0: it's we that's it. that's terrible i mean the it's,
2: it's a crapshoot shoot no matter here's what here's what i'm telling you going south to is the track better. like that is yeah. just not the stress level or it just doesn't feel like that much of a drive it That's really good. doesn't like you can zone out for about three hours of it at a time yeah. like in a couple of chunks if
1: it wasn't for the, and the just hilliness of it i would feel that way about going to vir but god bless america those hills keep you on your toes when you're towing a trailer
2: yeah yeah see again going down the coast is not not yeah. nearly that hilly either. Like there's a few long gradual hills, but... Where where is roebling? I know we've, we've Savannah, done this a couple Savannah, times. Savannah Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, so it's down ninety five up about yeah, yeah, yeah. the same amount of time as going Road Atlanta's like seven hours and uh roebling is maybe twenty minutes shorter or something.
1: I really want to do
2: AMP at some point. Yeah. yeah, that's on my list.
1: AMP and Pit Race are like my next two. That yeah. I really want to
2: do. Pit Race.
1: Okay. Pit, Pit Race looks really fun. I don't know either of those tracks. Pit Race is in Pittsburgh.
2: AMP, uh, Atlanta Motorsports Park, is, uh, I have heard or seen people describe it as being like the best mountain toge road that you can imagine. But, but it's a race track. Racetrack.
0: Huh, okay. Like
2: it is constant elevation, elevation tight and tight turns. Interesting. All the way around. Like there's, how many turns? I don't know. Seventeen, don't know. eighteen. Like it's a lot of turns and not n- nowhere is it just like free flying high did,
0: speed. Did Grid Life go there this yes. year? I know they did last oh, year.
2: This year. Mm, I don't think they no, did. No, I don't think it was on the schedule.
0: You ever think about trying to make it up to Watkins Glen?
2: Yes. <sighs> the it, Glen is on my list. It would
0: be cool, but it's
1: it's a Formula One track or a former Formula One track. So it's like It's a very high speed track that rewards high horsepower, big aero cars.
2: It's just, I want to get to a lot of notorious tracks, whether they like at at least once. That's part of the adventure for me. Lime Rock is on the list, but that one, I don't know. It looks a little boring. It looks boring, but I bet it's really fun to drive. And you know what? Roebling looks boring and is it really does. fun to I drive. I can confirm it looks very boring. It is really fun to drive. So it's just one of those things where you really do need to yeah. need to go there. Lime Rock is just such a hike. It's a long way. It's a hike through the worst part of the East Coast. Yeah. You got to go through D.C., yeah. Baltimore, Philly, New York City, and then like well out into Connecticut yeah okay. versus like the same distance or whatever to roebling is like easy just cruise down 95
1: for yeah. seven hours i don't know I i think i think i'm kind of done with the long road trips between now and december and road atlanta yeah well, that's I fair I, I might do I'd really like to do... There's a September SCCA event at Dominion. I'd like to do a single day of that. and try to. Yeah, get they're doing Shenny
2: and Dominion in, in Jefferson
1: in October, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd li- I haven't done Jefferson yet. might try to do that. I'm definitely
2: doing VIR in October, though. That's no yeah. question. And probably Summit in November for Fall Finale. I just I've can't, done that I can't do the last that two many, years.
1: I can't justify
2: that many events. It's hard neither can i but i'm probably doing (laughs) vir it's
1: it's hard to get that many weekends
2: i felt like i got a late start this year because i skipped that shenandoah event and so now i just feel like one a month is like just one a month just one. i feel
1: like I i feel like four or five a year is
2: like good yeah last year i think i did like nine though and it felt really fun it was like something to look forward to every month. I just... But yeah, it's a lot. I can't do that. Yeah, it is a lot.
0: This is my least favorite part of the summer. When it's just still... ball's hot. It's still hot at night. There's no reason for that. No, it's... The sun it's, is gone. It's aggressive. Anyways. It's 80 degrees 80 outside. degrees. It's 1110. And it's humid as hell yeah. out there. Does anybody know what Tom's plans are?
2: I was talking to him the other day. He wants to do the VIR October probably. He said he's still adjusting his brain to car track prices, which I understand Mm. because motorcycle track prices are apparently just substantially cheaper. And VIR Um, prices are the premium of the premium around here. They are, they are. And, and I think rightfully so, but it is just, the truth i mean six hundred dollars um, is a lot but he was talking about going back to dominion again probably for the uh scca event um just to get you know go right back to the same track and yeah and run it again and then um vir he really wants to do because he's done it in sims a bunch of time he's ridden along with people we've a, watched a bunch him of do times. sims
1: <laughs> at vir <laughs> yes. a bunch of
2: times that's true at um
1: at runoffs, runoffs he was in that thing for like an hour
2: he was turning really good times. He was, but yeah. Um. So he wants to do that like for for realsies. Um. But those are the only two I heard him talk about. Okay. Matt Saret just posted his Civic for sale because that's Again. just a thing that he does. Um. So who knows if he'll even have a truck. I just I love that guy, but man, just keep a car. And come hang out with us at track stuff like just do track stuff with us um i haven't heard jacob say anything about more track stuff i know john's budget's a little tight and he was having brake issues with the mustang so i was having brake issues with the corolla too that needs to be sorted out oh yeah
1: like all day sunday um i was still having pad knock back oh I'm yeah i'm not sure why just- but every between every braking zone i had to take my left foot and just Smush the brake pedal a couple of times to make sure I had pressure at the end of the straightaway.
2: Not losing fluid anywhere. Just replace that abutment clip. I know it seems like the dumbest thing in the world. It's, been, but it's
1: it hasn't been there for like a
2: year and a half. It just makes a clunk when I go
1: brake from the rear, when I'm backing up and I hit the brake, and then when I go forward and hit the brake, it clunks a little bit. That's the only thing it does. That's not the problem.
2: Okay. We'll still put one in there just I su- to make it. I me... suspect
1: my left front wheel bearing is starting to wear, too. Better. Or one of the so I think I still have I have a wheel bearing somewhere that's going bad and wobbling and causing pad knockback, I
0: think, I think uh, I don't know. So when wheel bearings are going bad, that was a weird way to start the sentence. <laughs> uh, the Rav4 is making a noise. It makes noise while driving straight, but not while turning. That's what mine was. Uh, what kind of a noise? Kind of a like grind, a rumble. A r- Type In noise, way. like growling? it almost—it almost sounds like a, a pad dragging or a brake dragging somewhere.
1: The uh, the best way to check would be to just jack up a corner and grab the wheel and see if it wiggles. If it wiggles and you can tell that the rotor is moving separately from the caliper, and the caliper is not wiggling with the knuckle, yeah, then it's the wheel bearing. Okay, fair.
0: I just yeah.
2: That that could do it because when it's got any lateral load on it, sometimes mm-hmm. it they'll it quiet down. It quiets it up. Yeah, because yeah. it's like smushing things together. Yeah, that's kind of Versus just yeah. running in a straight line. Everything's kind of lo- yeah. free to yeah. wander within the slack that's okay. in it. Could be that.
1: That's something i got to sort out. And I might put Celica calipers on there. I don't know. We'll see. Just... Then I would have to drill rotors every time I put them on, which would be a pain in the butt. But
0: I don't know. We'll see. Bigger beavier. Yeah. Are they more available? Eh. Fair
1: enough. Wait, what? Celica calipers. Uh-huh. I have them on the MR2 right now. Uh huh. It's like ninety. You have to
2: drill what
1: about the? Uh. So you take ninety two Celica GT, like fourth gen's fifth-gen Celica, so the last pop-up-gen yeah. Celica GT. Yeah, I know. um, Front calipers and rotors, and they bolt on. Are it, they still
2: single-piston?
1: Yes, but they're big. Okay. Um, the difference is that they are five-lug, so you have to drill the okay. rotors for four-lug. Okay. But I yeah. think they're five by 100, so you can literally take one of the holes and put a bolt through it, like with if you have a 4x100 spacer, yeah. you bolt one of the holes and then just line it up with the bore because the bore is the same. And then that tells you where to drill your other holes.
2: Because so the, the bolt the, circle is the same. The caliper and the bracket, the whole thing. Yeah. And it just spaces it out larger and then it's a larger
1: it's a rotor. It's a larger diameter rotor and it's a thicker rotor.
2: Okay. And nobody makes rotors like that in 4x100. Correct.
1: Gotcha but it, it bolts on other than that, and you, have to just, you just have to drill them every time. Why don't you take
2: them off the MR2?
1: Could. It's an option. Just re them and put Sounds pads on them. like an option. Yeah, mr is not going anywhere anytime
2: soon. And if it did, you could put Corolla brakes on it? I could, because it's the same.
1: Yeah.
0: What's yeah. up with the MR2?
1: The same thing that's been up with yeah. it for a year and a half. Just fair doesn't enough. want to start. Just won't just run
2: most of the time
1: yep it it will when it feels like it there's a there's a bad connection somewhere i think between the distributor and the ecu it just does it gets inconsistent rpm pickup signal and can't run
2: yeah we had a we had a talk We had a talk about the MR2 and my 96 Miata, which is still in my driveway, and how we both feel about those cars, which is almost exactly the same. Yep. Just kind of over it. Yeah. We both... Like, I look at that car and think everything that I wanted that car to be to me... It has been. It has been. Like, I lived through every chapter of i supercharged it i it was the first car that i put coilovers on sway bars put a r- roll bar in myself like i i went through the whole like taking a car from just a street production car to making it how you wanted it making it how i wanted it to fighting every problem with that to finally having too many problems to fight, and it was like an 11 year process. And at the end of that, it's like, yeah, I am attached to that car. I do but love I've, that car, but we've grown as people. I, and, I, and I don't li- need I it. did it. Like I did have yeah. all those experiences. I lived that chapter, or all of those chapters, that book. and now it just feels like, yeah, I mean, I I'd let it go for almost nothing, just because it's time to move on. And I think it's really what I need to do with that car. Like, I, it needs so little theoretically to run, but it just, I have so much resistance, like emotional resistance to just putting any more effort into it. And then it just sits there and rusts, you know, into the ground. Not really, but the brake rotors, the brake rotors are ruined at this point with rust just from sitting out there in the rain for, yeah almost 2 years now yeah. a year and a half fully and um so then i need to put rotors it's just like I don't want to put money into a thing that's just sitting there and so I just ignore it but I really I so, somebody can, <laughs> your GTI yeah yeah, yeah 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 that just needs to go yeah and my Miata needs to go and I think what Jordan was arriving at was the MR2 probably needs to go
1: as much as that car is you
2: like it, as I literally much as have it i
1: tattooed on my calf yeah mm-hmm.
2: well and that's the thing like the tattoo will go with you
1: but and i'd like to have another mr someday but it doesn't have that to be one. that one that one yeah. doesn't
2: need to maybe and somebody else who's really stoked on those would probably take it and focus the energy and care into Tr- tracking down that problem yep. and getting that car back on the road it would run and drive great and you would be stoked to see that it's out there again i say steal the brakes off
1: of it yep. but just what i could just literally
2: swap the brakes yep yep yeah. yeah just swap the brakes and then sell that car and it'll be fine and then buy a miata and and <laughs> and then drive the Corolla a little longer and then buy an ND. Because yep. the answer is yep. always yeah. It's is it's always And
1: honestly, it's it's answer. a new experience. I've never had a convertible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, okay. oh, here's another. Here's separate.
2: I tried to get him to drive it on track.
1: I d- I'm nervous while, about
2: that. While his car was broken, I was like, hey, I'm in advance now. You want to take it out in intermediate no, while sir. your car is broken for not. the rest of the day? And he said, no, I was disappointed. Nope. you would have driven it six tenths yeah completely safe probably and had a really fun time
1: maybe i would have been so
2: nervous the oh whole time. you would have had fun
1: anyway had so a bite taken out of your seat yeah i don't think so i've i've talked about wanting to buy an nd in
2: the past i'm pretty serious do you? how are you, how to are you gonna one. adapt to that though like if you're so scared to
0: it's not scared of like rear wheel drive. It's scared no. of driving well,
2: your car. Yeah, I don't really? want
1: to mess up your car. Yeah, I can't. I I I can't really afford to replace it. I mean, I could, but
2: I, then I, I, mean, I don't want to can have If we can convince to. my track insurance company that you're an instructor, it would be covered. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, I just yeah. I know that you would a enjoy it and b drive it just fine yeah probably no no problem you're probably right for like a session yeah probably i just i wanted you to uh, really i wanted you to drive it for a session and then be like all right i'm buying one within the next six months
1: if if i do get one i'm not going to be tracking it it's going to be a streetcar yeah that's true
2: so that's really, that's the thought is still keep the Corolla and the 4Runner and yep. the trailer. Okay. Because mm-hmm. the last time we talked about it, you were kind of saying like it, you might just offload no. everything and then have I a don't, dual purpose. I
1: don't think so. If I sold the MR2, I would have, the MR2 when it was running was my fun street car. Right. The Miata would be the new fun street car and probably basically my daily. So.
0: You can't find a better one. I know.
1: Well... There, this other option has potentially going to present itself where I, I, as much as I love the Miata, and I probably will buy one eventually. Um, Jack Ficken has a forty thousand mile Fiesta ST, but yeah. he doesn't drive anymore. Uh-huh. That he's probably going to sell around Christmas time. That I might buy for six months. Never had a turbo car. That'd be cool. Drive that for it a little bit be and really sell it.
2: Cool. Yeah. Have some fun. And you can fit the wife and the kid. Yeah. And some stuff in. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just. But yeah, you can.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you can fit the wife and the kid in it pretty comfortably. Not, the, yeah,
1: st- stuff, the stuff is, is, yeah, not really yeah, so much. Oh, no, I've, I've spent some time in that fiesta. It's, it's tight. Tight. It's small. It does not, a, the interior Space design is not as efficiently as uh, the fit. For example,
2: I can tell you this: my, uh, our manager at work has a Fiesta of the same generation, not an ST, but just, just like a. Why is the
1: center regular... console so wide?
2: Who why, knows, man? I the the what I was gonna say is the rear seat is not made for adult humans. Nope, no, it's animal. not good. Like your head is in the ceiling, and it's very uncomfortable. Fine for a child
1: seat though. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that may be a thing. I don't know. I've, I've mentioned it to him and he seems stoked about it. So
2: whenever he's ready, we'll talk. That would be cool.
1: I don't know that I want to own a Ford for a long period of time.
2: No, nah, six months is going to be. I would have like a lot of fun with zone. it
1: and sell it and buy a Miata.
2: <laughs> You'll get more for it. Yeah. Like if Jack gives you a good deal.
1: Yeah. I, I, I would feel bad buying it from him for friend price and then turning a profit on it, but I would sell it for what I bought it for probably he would be mad at me if i didn't capitalize on it now that yeah like
2: for real (laughs) the man is literally all about financing yeah that's true or finances it's it's
1: just it's a thing that that may may happen that'd be kind of neat that'd be cool i do love that car that is such a fun car to drive yeah
0: it's a cool car he let me drive it around a little bit it's, it's it's just
2: wonderful it's very good it's like the GTI only narrower, taller, and it's
1: more and, goofy. And lighter. It's what the GTI yeah. used to be. Yeah, it's playful. a tiny, lightweight, little like overpowered for its size, little mm-hmm. pocket b- bruiser thing. And it,
2: where does it stack up next to like the Fiat Five Hundred Abarth?
1: Oh, uh, similar. It's similar. I think the is Fiat... the Abarth
2: more powerful.
1: The Abarth or? I think is a little lighter. Um, but they also, there's a reason why you can buy them for $4,000. Uh, they break all the time, like constantly, they are never not broken. So, and if you think the interior of a Fiesta is small.
2: Oh, uh, no, I'm sure, but $4,000? Yeah. F-
1: you can get a Barths for very cheap. Wow. Because they are
2: dog shit. Well, I'm sure, but. But like four thousand dollars. Yeah, they're real cheap. Pretty yeah. cheap for I a sh- car that's no more than yeah f- six years old. Or I whatever. saw one of those yesterday. They're
1: older than you think. They're probably
2: like eight, nine years old at this point. For the f- very first ones, <laughs> maybe they stopped selling them. Fifteen, you think? Twenty fifteen, they came out. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was before that. Or So, huh? Maybe. Anyway, they sound good they sound weirdly good that i will like give they them. have no right to sound as good as yeah. it's
1: absolutely it's like, no right it's like to the sound. neon srt4 back in the
0: day it just sounded like it's like how dare death you from the factory <laughs> <laughs> oh freaking random cars that shouldn't sound amazing sounding amazing is is one of TRD my favorite camry things. the the um uh 2gr man god what is th- what is the infinity with the
2: vq the oh, fx35 yeah, or whatever FX35. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that car sounds amazing they
1: really do <laughs> they sound better than the z
2: they do what nobody what nobody wants to admit <laughs> is that it's the same muffler as the z- the z's do i will go to my grave insisting that stock exhaust 350z's do sound amazing they I, sound great i suppose and it's the exact same muffler can under the fx 35 why does the, the fx sound louder it doesn't i don't think it does i think it's just placebo it's, it's just possible. that you see an suv crossover thing and, and you're here, like 370 that shouldn't sound like that uh, that yeah, might be true but
0: i've never the 35 broken my neck now the neck 37 trying to look at a totally 350
2: different, but. Yeah,
0: they sound... Well, because
2: everybody has changed the exhaust, and now they all sound like farting tram- through a trombone. I guess so. They're all awful. They're all bad. Pretty, there I, is not a good aftermarket I, exhaust for a VQ.
1: If you put hella resonators on it, it's not bad. Like, you like headers... Like, with, Bo
2: Sizoku style like, six feet n- out the like back of the car? Headers or? with
1: cats... With cats is yeah. crucial... Resonators, a nice like X pipe in the middle, and good quality mufflers. It sounds okay, but people just throw people just throw Nvidia straight pipe systems on it, and it sounds like
2: Dookie. You could leave stock exhaust on there, (laughs) and it would sound. (laughs) Yeah, I I just I'm
1: I'm convinced that on on cars like that and like the new Mustangs and stuff, headers to a stock catback is the way. Mm. Like aftermarket headers to get the flow. And then stock cap back to shut it the hell up is the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, because yeah. honestly, like stock exhaust systems are tend not to be that restrictive. Depends anymore. on the car, but yeah, Camaros will disagree on, on V8 stuff. Really, Camaros oh, yeah. are bad. The real bad. I don't know
1: about the LT Camaros. I know the LS Camaros, like the 2010 to 2015s. They where they go under the diff, they literally squish down from like two and three quarter inch down to like flat and then back up it's it's
2: awful terrible yeah the afterthought they designed everything else the diff the axle like all that stuff and they're like oh oh, we uh we didn't leave room for an exhaust to go through that is a
1: restriction but i've seen i've seen five liter mustangs put down 700 wheel with a stock cap back and it's fine
2: the miata is the opposite i i left the header alone and changed literally everything well, that sky else. active header is is no joke pretty good pretty good i mean a lot of guys do change the headers but the funny thing is the guys who change the headers wind up leaving like stock mid pipe or something yeah
1: just because then that you, will be because you're deleting the pre like, i'm guessing yeah. if you do the header yeah, and then it'll be loud in
2: extremely loud and obnoxious is yeah. what i hear from people so at this point i'm stock header and cat uh borla catless but resonated midpipe yeah and then the goodwin racing race uh axle back which it is, is pretty loud which is a straight through with a helmholtz chamber yeah. so it's basically kind of straight piped with one resonator it doesn't it cat.
1: doesn't rasp too bad
2: no, but it, it is quite loud. It, it it's noisy. Clayton said he couldn't hear it going by though. So Well I listen. He can't. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> Did I send you a TikTok today of a Viper? No. Guy passing a Viper on a street? Mm-mm. You know? So it's just it's just a video of somebody taking out their windshield coming up on a Viper. You know, black, triple black, you know, Viper. It was really clean. But uh you know the the TikTok sound, the um I forget the character, but the it's just uh it's like it's the video is playing just fine, and then it switches to like really dramatic music. And it's like, wah, wah. oh yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. Uh, it was that, and when when that when that hit, the you know the video paused and it kind of zoomed slightly in, and there's a there's a wastegate exhaust coming out of the front fender of the Ooh. labor.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> yeah that, that if there is if there is a rule it's do not fuck with turbocharged vipers because they can make anywhere from a thousand to thirty five hundred horsepower
2: uh, by the way there was a twin turbo audi r8 oh yeah at grid life like Ooh. right next to our paddock spaces apparently it's for sale <laughs> I, I can't i don't remember who's selling uh, that, but... never tracked uh, yeah, low well, miles, <laughs> i'm sure no low ballers yeah i know what i have
1: no joy riders. i think uh, i think mike said he saw it for sale on facebook
2: marketplace or something nice. at, at some point basically at the beginning of the weekend he took the rear bumper off yeah i assumed to troubleshoot something
1: but it just had the turbo sitting right there I just
2: never put it back on for the rest of the weekend and it,
0: real impressive it, it was running the car so <laughs> Right on. He just rolled up to the track, unzipped his pants, and let it off. Yeah, up.
2: basically, yeah. Like
0: Look at my balls. I was like, "Ooh,
2: pretty R8." And then, like, by the second session on Saturday, the rear bumper was off. I was like, "Oh, oh, oh twin boy. turbo R8 with, a, with
1: like a big wing <laughs> nice. and diffuser and arrow and everything." Uh, yeah. And then the guy across from us, the guy who had his family there that yeah, yeah, I was yeah, talking yeah. about, his Camaro. First session of the weekend, on the first lap, the the warm-up lap, lap, five turns in, he puts it into the wall. Mm, Poor guy.
2: That is... He did wind up taking it back out for like...
1: The rest of the weekend. Did he? He he
2: was out there. Okay. I saw him in like that one half a session where he took it out in intermediate or advanced or something. I think he
1: started in like a a competitive group and then he
2: brought it... Well, because we went went over to the bleachers to watch Ross run. So it was... um, Time trials. Yeah. It was the second time attack group that this Camaro was in. And we... I saw him go off. Yep. In like exited turn five, got sideways, hooked it back across the track, and hit the flipped it around, hit the tire wall with the uh, passenger side of the car on the warm up lap. Smooshed. You hate to see I, it. I came back to the pits. I was like, well, good news, guys. At least none of us will be that guy because somebody already has. Just. <laughs> You feel bad, but it's like, well, at least it wasn't. At least it wasn't me. Did uh, yeah. did somebody flip a Civic too? No, they hit a tire wall with a Civic Type R. I, brand saw, new the,
1: I saw the aftermath of that. Yeah, yeah brand
2: new Type Same R. Same turn. That was the turn that ate three cars. A fit went off and went headlong into the tire wall yeah. oh and
1: then he that guy they stripped all the bodywork off the front of that car and drove it and like 18 hours home or something yeah, stupid road like tripped that.
2: it home with that's, zero one headlight and no hood no fender no bumper, no bumper. that's like, crazy yeah the
1: whole pa- uh, driver's side of the car like the rear window was tape the driver's <laughs> door. I don't think the driver's door could open. I think you had to climb
2: uh, into which, the I'll tell you what. When I was headed toward that building with no brakes, I thought I was going to be driving my car yeah. home looking like that. Yeah. Just, but yeah, they did. Commitment. Commitment to the bid. Yeah. And then, Sam yeah. was
1: saying there's only like five people the entire weekend that did not go five, uh, four off.
2: Wow. Kind of crazy. crazy. At least in time trials. They had so many offs. I'll tell you what, if you got out of the groove at all, at least this particular weekend, it was, there was no grip, just marbles, slick, like. I guess I didn't, I didn't really experience that. You just stayed in the groove. Maybe. I think you, like, you stayed on the line where the grip was. Yeah, maybe. Because the two times I went off, I went, I was only a car length off of the apex of turn three and it spat me out wide
1: because like even as as the track conditions
2: deteriorated that on wasn't Sunday even track with the conditions heat. i just because it was fireworks. hot
1: it got hotter and hotter and the track got greasier and greasier i got faster and faster
2: <laughs> yeah but the groove never felt that bad to me i didn't feel the grip go away online it was just if you got offline at all it felt so bad yeah yeah but they're repaving that's exciting year, later this year
1: and they're they're add, that's when they're adding trying. the cut-throughs for the octopus, which, honestly, it's kind of growing on me a little bit. I don't I, hate it as much as I did, even I though like it killed no wheel-bearing.
2: I, I like that layout just the way it is. It's fine. I th- it's really fun. It's really fun. I think what helped this year is that I had the race seat and the harness. Yeah. because Big difference. Because going through the octopus in a stock seat with my knee, I literally had a giant bruise on this like I knob yeah. bone on my knee yeah. from bracing my leg against the center console and just sitting for like eight seconds in this hard left-hand yeah. turn last year and this year i had the race seat a couple of times i leaned my knee over like instinctively and then told myself like hey hey stop stop that mm-hmm. you have a giant like, you. the harness is holding you the seat is holding you like take your knee yeah. off the center but it's a habit from the street like yeah. you pitch into a hard turn and like brace every part of your mm-hmm. body against anything you have but yeah, it's much better in the race seat with the harness, much, much better. So stuff like that doesn't really bother me anymore. It's just like, and you know what? For some reason, the way the Octopus was this year, the grip changed like four times throughout the turn. So it felt like more of a turn to figure, like you were active. Instead of last year, it felt like, You just turn in and then wait and wait and wait wait. until you find the grippy spot and then finally plant the power and exit the turn. But it feels like an eternity this year. It was like. Get it in there tight and then like kind of loosen up and then like ease off the throttle back into the throttle like there's the grip. Oh, it went away. Oh, it came back you're like figuring it out Mm -hmm. all the way through this turn until like it takes forever plant the power and go yeah i don't know i had a lot more fun with it this year i i want to go back i wish it wasn't that far away i know i'd I'd go twice a year yep that if it were half the distance yeah if it was was, even
1: if it was like just a solid four hours i would go at least twice a year i love that track even
2: that i think is i don't know I don't know next year. I might look at their event schedule. If there's a time where I could go
1: NASA Northeast runs there a lot.
2: I, I just think, don't know how I would do it differently to avoid the traffic and yeah, the bad roads. There's not really a great way to do it. You have to go like early way in the morning Friday. I don't know.
1: Anyway, that was our weekend. It was fun.
2: Can't wait to go back I love that track yeah. so much Yeah Once a year doesn't feel like enough No But Having to get up there Twice a year Feels like too much Yeah That's where I am right now Yeah I feel you. It's It's a It's a Trip Yeah Good track though
1: Yeah i you
0: guys had a good time though Yeah that's, that's good You know I like hearing about it It's
2: fun Yeah So Steve Yes. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, go to beerandbackfire.com and click on our sponsor. It's got some beautiful purple hearts next to it. It's true. It will take you right to my Instagram, which is at I am Understeer. I did post my second best lap from GridLife, New Jersey, up there. Uh, I don't post a whole lot anymore, but I promise I'm there. I'm there, lurking. Follow me. Always watching yes Corey where can people
1: find you on the internet
2: also on the instagram at c.green uh by the way Corey, i uh, at new jersey i went through a pair of shorts they ripped in the butt so i I felt like you would be proud excellent
1: you didn't post them on the instagram
2: no uh, well no that's Corey's (laughs) shtick you have a tagging in (laughs) in it i can't cramp his style (laughs) maybe on my story maybe Uh, i'll post a picture that'd be funny yeah they finally let go like right across the butt they just got like threadbare Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm got more junk in the trunk than i think (laughs) jordan where can people find you
1: uh i'm on instagram at the daily downshift um i also have a blog at the dailydownshift.blogspot.com you can find everything at beerandbackfire.com uh yeah
0: that's all i got tell your friends we we want more listeners yes if you like this podcast there's a good chance that somebody you know also likes this podcast.
2: Yeah. Probably.
0: And it'd be cool if you told them about it. Yeah. For and sure. if
1: you do listen, like, comment on stuff when we post it. Yeah. Because otherwise it feels like we're shouting into the void. Well,
2: and come see us at the track, actually. Yeah. That's The couple of times that's happened, it's been really cool.
1: It's hap- It has been more than one now, which is neat.
2: Yeah. When I say to someone... You know, they go, oh, what's what's the podcast? I go, oh, it's Beer and Backfire. And they're like, oh, I've heard of that. That's nice. You have? Uh, what? I was yeah. I was astonished
1: yeah. when somebody yeah. said, they, oh, I've heard of that. I was like, really? I think it was <laughs> Sam actually
2: yeah. said, I've heard of that. Because we were talking about Slip Angle, obviously, oh, yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. at a yeah. Grid Life event. It mm-hmm. makes sense. And uh, yeah, we mentioned it. And he was like, oh, I've heard of that from where from whom warm to my heart awesome
0: yeah um i was going to say oh oh i put on the this is on the website so if you tell people to watch their to watch to listen to the podcast tell them just to go to the website but uh if you are going to start started at episode 29 yeah
1: when we have the good recording that equipment.
0: is that is when the audio quality is good enough to listen to yeah. if you like it and you get used to us you can go back and listen to some of the old stuff, but it's worse.
1: The best the best thing that we did back then was the Fast and the Furious commentary. That was so good. <laughs> it was so good. I loved that one. I
0: loved that episode. Oh, man. It was good. Anyways, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Have a good one, guys. Love y'all.
2: i have I have two bins, actually one of them is like a cat litter box that isn't used anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. that is just a full of I think it's mostly when Tom Dix wrecked his uh ninety six Montego Blue miata uh-huh. uh and we finally decided we're gonna pull everything good out of this car which was most of the interior the engine yeah and the stereo and then scrap the car every bolt that we like we we pulled fenders off that or whatever like body panels that were in nice shape like every bolt we took out of that car because they were not rusty and they're like Good quality metric hardware yeah. uh-huh. went in a bin, uh-huh. and I've got a cat litter box that's like an inch deep uh-huh. of just like random metric yep. hardware. I All go to it bolts. constantly. So
0: basically, same. Yeah, uh, except it's mine's spread out, mostly spread out on a on a wooden shelf in my in my garage. I just like go there and you know.
1: It's I have like be something in here a 1960s that's... craftsman metal little single lid toolbox uh-huh. full of hardware.
2: That's awesome. In fact, um, I had to go there for a bolt for my front brake line because when I was doing the fixes at Dominion, apparently there's um, the front uh, braided line from the caliper to the hard line has a little bracket on it that bolts to the upper control arm to keep the brake line in place when it moves up and down i either forgot to put that bolt back in at dominion after resealing that one or just didn't tighten it and it left the chat apparently this is a problem i have with bolts around the brakes um Lock and type. i and i well yeah yeah i should have more of that uh use more of that and uh i had to get a bolt when i was uh resealing the thread's the weekend before New Jersey for one of those. And I just, it's just so good to have because yeah. that one is actually threaded into the casting of the upper control arm, which yeah. means it's not very deep. Yeah. So you need like a short metric bolt that's, of the right thread that won't yeah. bottom out with a flanged
0: head. Yep. Like that's when it's, yep. that's when it's
2: critical. Yep. And yep. I went to that bin and the one that I found had, it's got like a little raised, Collar under the flange head before mm-hmm. it necks down to the size of the bolt. I know exactly what you're talking about, but do you know where that comes from uh, on a Miata? Because it's from a Miata. probably a, like that's like the a only body place fascinate. it came from. Uh, where it's got what, like what its size, a flange it? head. It's an M, probably like an M6. Six. It's a little guy. It's well, it's got a 12 head, 10 content. mil head. Yeah, I know, anyway it's it's pretty it's not the smallest one it's the next size up yeah. it's an m8 yeah it's an m8 bolt and it's got a little collar under the flange so it must center like a not a seat belt bolt but one the of those seat, things that needs to are pivot. like that it isn't that though that's an yeah. m10 that's, that's got bigger, like a, it's a 14 it's a way or a bolt. 17 yeah, yeah. mil yeah um Every everybody loves hardware talk. Oh, Tom so Atchins is just like smiling from <laughs> ear to ear right now. That's right. I
0: uh, I have this Hi, I have this problem where I hoard hardware. It's not a problem because it saves my bacon every now and again. Not at all. Uh, and I in I would say uh, probably a good forty percent of it is actually sorted and like organized in like you know closed you know in multi multi pocket plastic you know containers and it's great when i need stuff like that but that's for like machine screw size stuff
2: yeah approximately zero percent of mine is (laughs) is sorted in any way
0: once you get to like the m8 sizes and stuff like that it's just like in in a box somewhere you know yeah and i've got multiple sets of you know
2: yeah uh recently jacob corbin uh, well i say recently it was probably 6 months or more ago sorted all of his similar hardware into those little like drawer little clear oh, plastic drawer organizers yeah. uh-huh. on his wall in his garage and it's uh-huh. just the best
0: at at the home office for my company in cincinnati they have like they purchased the hardware aisle from a from like a closing store or something oh, like that nice. so they have oh, nice. all of the racks of like
2: have you seen Bolt, boltsandnuts.com? I think it is. Sells, like, basically sells you a hardware aisle I think I have seen setup.
1: this. US yeah. Bolt kits will do that too, I think.
2: Bo- I think it's boltsandnuts.com because several, like, YouTube channels, like Cletus McFarland's got a big setup. I think. Um, What'd you say it was boltsandnuts.com? But they sell different kits. So it's like the small one that doesn't have much up to, like, It's literally six feet long and six feet tall of of bins of hardware. So if you own a shop, you can just buy it and it comes with the organization system and all the hardware to stock it. That's awesome. That's the dream. That is the dream is a to have space for that, Uh and then b to have the money for that. Yeah,
0: Uh, K and S Brass will do that for like brass tubing for
2: stuff too. You can get like you know for model making and things like that but so nice it's so cool i'm glad there are companies like that out yeah. there that just provide that are like you know what people need a hardware store yeah. at their house uh-huh. yeah <laughs> because they're tired of making 16 trips yeah. to the hardware store for god bless one if somebody could do that for plumbing people. ugh. Someone probably does.
0: I the amount of times I go to the hardware store when I have a plumbing related issue is just unfathomable.
2: I, I but they all the problem with plumbing is there are so many different kinds of yeah. parts
0: that, and they're they're never well organized. But on top of that, even when they are organized. You have to not only read like you could pull, you could go to the bin at Lowe's where you know the thing is. Oh yeah, and pull out the bag. You have to not only check the bag, <laughs> but also make sure that's what's actually the in that in bag. The ba-
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. It is. It is. The plumbing section is just. The one of the circles of hell. It's like when
0: they get returns at, at they, somebody just stands on the opposite side of the aisle and throws the bags at the shelf. and Just wherever they land. As that's, long as
2: they land in a bin. Yeah. They're in there now.
1: Boltsandnuts.com will sell you a metric class 10.9 JIS hex flange bolts and nuts assortment. So it's flanged bolts and flanged nuts. Yeah. Uh, 248 pieces. Has a bunch of M6, M8, and M10 hardware for sixty-four dollars. Wow!
2: Whoa. I hate to give free advertising away, but everybody I, should buy that right yeah, now. Yeah, I,
1: I think I might buy that. Oh my! A Are That's you kidding me? And it comes in a little, a little box. Sick! That's
0: incredible. I was ready for you to
2: that's tell like me it was going to
0: be $600. It's
1: yeah, like the perfect. Me I mean, too. it's not a huge assortment, but it's.
2: No, but that's like eight to 10 of
0: each. That's awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: The, the list is 20, 50,
1: 10 to 15 M8 and M6 each in multiple sizes, and then eight of a bunch of M8 to M10. Well, I know that's what amazing. I'm ordering tonight.
2: I'm going to
0: send you the link. Fantastic. Thank P- you. Put it in the Discord. Yeah. Copy. That's awesome. Um,
2: I didn't realize that. Like, I thought they just did the massive, like, because mm. that's all I ever see on YouTube and stuff. Sure, is sure. like the massive, like, six foot tall by yeah. twelve feet long.
1: They call that like, the Mac Daddy on Boltsandnuts.com. Yeah.
2: How much does it cost? <laughs> I did just, not look just for fun. It. Oh no.